Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cajun Cannon, a lot of talk about about Saints 26-24 preseason game number one victory. A lot of highs, a little bit of lows, but mostly a ton of good to come away with from this game. Well, if we would have been the same score... And, boy, we had a strong second or third quarter comeback. Uh, I wouldn't have been enthused. Uh, no, listen, the players you're going to watch come September and in the fall, uh, that's that was in the first quarter. And the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, uh, were world champs. I'm not sugarcoating anything. If we'd have got our butt kicked like the Chiefs got uh, beaten the first quarter, now you might say, well, it doesn't really matter. But all I know is, those are players that you're familiar with that uh, the both teams are counting on. And going, um, I think it was, I think there was about a little over 13 and a half minutes left in the second quarter. So you went to about a great first quarter that you always dream about. You know, if you are a starter and you're trying to establish yourself uh, as far as getting ready for the regular season. But if you look at uh, what occurred then, we were winning. After Lutz kicked that uh, 36-yard field goal, we went in 17-0. And the time of possession was uh, 11 minutes and 44 seconds uh, to 4 minutes, 31 seconds. We end up having the ball when the game's all said and done, uh, six and a half more minutes uh, than the Kansas City Chiefs. But at that time, when we were dominating the world champs. We had 10 first downs to their one. Uh, we had 70, 173 yards to their uh, 31 yards. Oh, yeah, but Bobby, oh, how did they end up, um, uh, you know, with, with more total yards than we did? Uh, and, and, you know, like us, so you have to look at the whole game. What are you talking about? I'm talking about who got, uh, the guys that are going to help you win the games, uh, majority of them, almost all of them, during the season. So, yeah, we outgained. The world champs, 173 to 31. That's not an opinion. That's what freaking happened. So, uh, again, uh, the Saints uh, come away with a win at the end, but I didn't even care about that. I just know what we did at the beginning. And and realistically, you know, we've had the Chiefs number in in the preseason. doesn't mean anything. You might say, well, Bobby, they've had our number in in, in the regular season. I don't know. It's a pair, five to seven. The Chiefs haven't uh, – it's not like – no. You know, uh, we've had a harder time with uh, the Saints organization, a team like the Ravens, uh, always defensive line, and, and not so much the Chiefs. No, uh, so it's been like uh, barely uh, – well, it's like five to seven in, in the regular season. 
We're now in the uh, in the preseason. We've played 11 times. We won seven, and they won four. And we've now won, won four straight against the Chiefs uh, in the preseason. So that's, uh, that's preseason, whatever. But I'm just telling you that, you know, some people think like, oh, the Chiefs organization, they're so much uh, miles ahead of the Saints. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? No, that is not uh, the case right now. Now, ultimately, what you're going to do in championships. And I said this uh, coming up for us, if we could set this trend. I'm more ecstatic uh, that it doesn't count because it's not the regular season, that we're a plus one. This is what I said. Uh, this is two hours before the kickoff. I said, uh, And this goes along with Dennis Allen, what he said, uh, that you can make uh, good and bad habits. He said, and this is what I said two hours before the kickoff, I think we are creatures of habit, habits. So can we start plus one or plus two in the turnover margin when the contest is over today? Well, the contest is over, we plus one. I'll tell you, all those little things matter. When Can you be opportunistic, taking the football away, protecting and all that? And obviously that was not winning. Football last season, we were a minus 11, uh, which is the second worst in the NFL and one of the worst in franchise history. I can tell you right now that if we keep on that plus side and the turnover margin, we're going to the damn playoffs. Now, if all of a sudden that starts getting minus this, minus that, and then – Oh, uh, well, you can maybe still win. No, the odds aren't with you. Then you're not going to have success. The one thing, now, we're going to go against the Chargers? I don't know. It doesn't count. Uh, how about if we can be plus one again? Oh, then you're plus two for the preseason. All of that you build upon players watching the film. They're gaining confidence, making plays. So when you ultimately, when the Tennessee Titans come to town, it's kind of second nature uh, that, that we opportunistic. Uh, we confident. We used to doing this because we're going to do it. So uh, th- that's just something that caught my attention that has to continue uh, when you look at uh, as the preseason is going to uh, progress and then go- going into the regular season. Now, um, I don't know. Again, I, I don't really want to look at this uh, because um, rushing the football. Can you stop the run or run the football? Uh, I know we're going to be playing Derrick Henry and the Titans when that call comes around. So I don't know because there's a lot of different people playing. Uh, but these are numbers that you would want. If we can do this against the Titans, I guarantee you we'd win. Uh, uh, now, uh, the Chiefs won looking at the whole game. The Chiefs averaged 4.8 yards a carry. Now you can look at quarterback runs and all that, uh, but we need to do that. As the Saints team, we need to average 4.8. Well, you know who was close to that? Uh, the only one, I look at the running backs, is Alvin Kamara's at 4.7. See, uh, that, that, that to me, uh, Kamara's doing his job. Now, he only touched the ball three times, uh, but he averaged 4.7. And now, as the Saints offense, we only averaged 3.3. No, that's what we want the, our defense giving up. We want our defense. Man, uh, the Titans tried to run against us, and they only averaged 3.3. And you know, when you lose the turnover battle, there's no way in hell the Saints aren't winning. I can tell you right now, now I don't know if we're going to do that, but that's what you have to achieve. And again, uh, look, uh, we didn't fumble the football. We didn't lay it on the ground. They had one fumble and they still got it. But uh, we had two We had two picks and they had one. So like I said, we ended up uh, plus one. Now, uh, Coach Allen will say this. I always tell you this. Nine penalties or more. You know, and then the meetings, they break down. Well, that's a stupid penalty or you got to be more disciplined. Nine penalties or more, 100 yards. Uh, you know, that could cost you a game. Well, we had nine for 79. 
They had seven for 61. Yeah, um, I can live with that seven for 61. But that nine total, even though you think it's not, not that much difference, but it is. I'm just talking about all through the, the years and the games. Uh, nine penalties or more around 100 yards. Uh, that's way too many. That could come back to bite you. And I'm sure uh, Dennis Allen will make uh, the team aware of that. Uh, A.T. Perry. I mean, I don't, all I know is you, when they throw you the ball, do you catch it? Six targets, six catches, 70 yards, basically a 12-yard average, a touchdown, and a long gain of uh, 29. Hey, be a gamer. Uh, you might have had the drops in OTAs in minicamp. You know, he's used to passing offense. At Wake Forest, they threw the ball everywhere. So he has the size. I always said, can he utilize his size? Because sometimes he'd play smaller than he is. He's freaking 6'6", 205. Well, don't play like you 5'11". Uh, use that height. And, um, you know, obviously you want to cross that line whenever you have a chance to score a touchdown. But good for A.T. Perry. Uh, Steve, you gave him a game ball. I, I think that was well worth uh, you doing that and acknowledging him. Uh, I thought both Derek Carr and Jameis, uh, they both were outstanding. Uh, Derek had a quarterback rating of 140.6. Uh, Jameis right at 122. Uh, you know, Derek's uh, uh, 6 of 8, uh, 70 yards. Uh, Jameis is 11 of 13 uh, for 92 yards. But I always told you this, this is how Derek Carr – when he signed with the Saints and you have a press conference and, you know, it, the pressures are, what are you going to do? What is Derek Carr going to do? So I tell you what, when he went to bed last night, he envisioned, you feel confident about where you're at right now, growing with your new teammates. He goes 12 plays, 80 yards, 5 minutes, 24 seconds, and we're up 7-0. to zero. And you don't have to uh, see him again. So uh, that is something that, um, now, because Pat Mahomes has won Super Bowls, uh, but but Pat Mahomes, it wasn't three and out. Uh, but what, let me see what did uh, Pat Mahomes end up doing because uh, now he ended up when he hit Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He beat Zach Bond on that pass. That was like plus thirteen. And then uh, oh yeah, so that they went three and out because Mahomes scrambled. You remember for five yards, so it was like fourth and a half a yard, or whatever fourth and one. They quick snap to the tight end. Uh, the Saints are ready for it. You got to give Pete Werner a lot of credit. Holly closed the gap and shut that down. Yeah, Mahomes was um, uh, was pointing first down. That, that wasn't even close. We all knew from the get go. So that was a big play because you look, the Saints capitalized on that. We're up seven to zero. You look at the field position, and that's uh, you know six minutes fifty eight seconds left in that first quarter. Jameis Winston, the AT Perry plus fourteen. Jameis Winston, AT Perry plus twenty nine touchdown. Four plays, 48 yards. So all of a sudden, we're up 14 to zero. Now, I wanted to acknowledge a couple of, um, you know, you look at young defensive players or, or who's uh, being utilized and who's coming about. Is that, um, I don't know, you can, to me, I, I think, I don't know if they have room for you on the roster, but you keep making those type plays. They figure out how can they put you on the practice squad. Uh, because if you a practice squad is part of the team because they can activate you from that. But I thought, for instance, um, Ryan uh, Conley. Uh, we, now, you know, we take notes on players uh, in practice and we do in games. I thought he was very active. Uh, he's a four-year linebacker at the University of Wisconsin. So he's a pro. He's going into his fourth year. So Ryan Conley, number 43, uh, he took advantage of the opportunity. He ended up having uh, four total tackles, which led the team. 
two-one assisted. He had a pass defended. He had uh, also a special teams tackle. I think he also might have had a, another tackle or another big play. I have to look at my notes. I think it might gotten it might have gotten nullified uh, because of a penalty. Uh, but th- that's how you uh, catch the coach's attention. You know, I, I want to say off the top of my head, I think he had an outstanding uh, rookie season with the Giants. And then he, maybe maybe he might be getting a second win now with the Saints in his opportunity. I thought Zach Bond uh, played with some passion and emotion. Uh, there was maybe one play he didn't look too swift at the beginning of the game. Yeah, uh, on that 13-yard completion – you know, after we're up 17 to zero, and again, uh, you know, look even like uh, kickoff coverage. Demarco Jackson, I want to say that right quick, coming up with a special teams tackle. Uh, you know, that's what he has to do since Andrew Dowell's not here anymore with his knee uh, for Michigan State. But when we went on defense, uh, Mahomes and Clyde Edwards Hilaire plus 13 uh, ended up. Uh, I think Zach Bond was in the coverage there, but I think overall Zach Bond was fighting. Uh, he's competing. He ended up with three total tackles. He had a sack. Uh, now, th- that sack that he had, uh, that was a particular stunt. That's one thing that Dennis Allen has done and that uh, a lot of people don't realize. You know, you want to win, like, like our four against your four, like, without, like, doing stunts or bringing extra people. But the different blitzes, since Dennis Allen has been the head coach of the Saints, defensive coordinator, because he runs the defense, and what they've done in the meeting rooms, according to what the opposing uh, opponent is how they're going to set their protection, they have been outstanding with their, uh, with their uh, uh, pass uh, blitzes and their pass pressures. And the numbers have shown that Zach Bond uh, sack what was, uh, was a dialed-up uh, uh, rush that uh, that wasn't just like, oh, it, he just kicked the other guys behind. You know how you're trying to un- uh, uh, scheme him up in the twist stunt and all that? So Zach Bond coming up big with that sack. He had also a quarterback hurry, a tackle for a loss. So that's what he has, needs to continue. Now, another uh, young guy, and, and, and you can get confused because I don't know who's 42, who's 43, who's 43, who's 42. Ty Summers is 42. Ryan Connolly is 43. Also, uh, Ty Summers, another veteran. He's going in his fifth year out of TCU. He had a sack. He had a quarterback hurry, a tackle for loss, and also a tackle on special teams. So uh, the, those are guys that, I mean, I, I don't know. You know Andrew Dowell's out. Who's going to step up? Uh, they going to push Zach Bond at that position? We all know who's the top uh, linebackers. Come on, Double D, Demario Davis, and uh, Pete Werner. But I don't know, the first game, he might have to go more with three uh, linebackers to try and stop the Titans' run. And, uh, you know, Derrick Henry, and then not necessarily have that fifth nickel. Now you could, you know, mix it up in there, but you have to look how Tennessee and how they structured. So that's why it's going to be so important what linebacker is truly going to step up. And if you're providing depth to linebacker position, I guarantee you that you're on special teams. And you have to contribute with Coach Rizzi. you got to contribute at a high level or uh, he's not going to go back to bat, uh, bat for you. Um, you know who's outstanding? He had a snot bubble hit. He knocked the crap out of that chief running back. How about Nephi Sewell? I think I like that gene pool, the Sewell boys. I mean, you know, just look at his brothers and everybody. Those NFL players. But he ended up having, you know, a tackle, uh, but two special teams tackles. 
Uh, you know, I'm telling you, you got to have somebody helping JD, JT Gray getting those tackles. So that's one thing I look at also that, okay, how do they contributing on regular defense, but what are you doing on special teams, and do you have numbers that can help your cause make the team? That's Bobby's rant on the point after brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. Still more. Stay tuned for more here on the point after. Now's your time to sound off with the Cajun Cannon. Give us a call on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line 504-260-1870. Back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back here on The Point After. Now, I asked you all to call in and text on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, but now you already got the Cajun Cannon worked up here. Bobby, what's that text that's got you well, bothered? I, I, I don't know. It might be, I don't know, if they're a Derek Carr fan or if they're a Red Rifle, Andy Dalton fan. I like the, the Cajun Cannon to explain why the front office got rid of the Red Rifle and replaced them with Carr if uh, the guy was so great. <laughs> That being the Red Rifle, uh, uh, Andy Dalton. I think they're challenging you because you would always talk highly of Andy Dalton. So it's like, Uh, okay, uh, uh, okay. why did they have to replace him then? Okay, uh, was Andy Dalton out, uh, I mean, was it like 48 hours or 24 hours he didn't have a job? Why within the division in the NFC South did Carolina Panthers go after him? Why? Because of stability. Uh, That's a big word, stability. But uh, because... The ship's going to sail right. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to win anything, but a lot of organizations, they love stability. I think Derek Carr could take you to that next step. I can tell you what, what hindered, whether it be Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston, if you look at last year, uh, the Saints' negative 11 ratio was the second worst in the league. Like I said, one of the worst in franchise history. Uh, and you look, are we taking away the football? They've emphasized that. Well, today you look. So, so what if we played uh, 17 games and we got, like, uh, two takeaways like we did today? Oh, and that 34? That sounds pretty good, right? No, it's not always going to happen, but you're hoping. Well, you look at last year, we had 14 takeaways in 17 games. 14? 14, exactly. That's what? it? Yeah, 14, that's it. <laughs> and now uh, we only had seven interceptions. 
unlike we had two today, that was the lowest in Saints history. So it does matter. And then uh, when you compare, because we all always compare like like a great team or a great defense, a great season, whatever. When you compare that, only having seven interceptions and, and you know, the 14 takeaways, uh, Darren Sharper on the field, uh, we went to the Super Bowl alone. Uh, by himself, he had nine interceptions during the Saints Super Bowl run season in 2009. So that doesn't make a difference. And you look at it, the Saints have average. If you look at it, basically 24 takeaways in the seven seasons prior to 2022, which, like I said, they only had 14 and never had fewer than 21 in a single season uh, during that span. So that's a big enough sample size. And you know why uh, that makes a difference, uh, 54-46, is because um, do you have a Pat Mahomes or what type of quarterback do you have to bring you back? Uh, For a team, think of where we at, minus 11. For a team last year that went 5-6, and in one in one score games a year ago, an extra possession or two in a game. Just say you take it away one or two more times. So an extra possession a game could mean the difference between you know what, ten and seven instead of seven and ten, or however you want to say it. Absolutely. Oh, we were seven and ten. All of a sudden, just that one thing right there. Oh man, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. Oh, we're ten and seven instead of a negative minus seven and ten. Now. The only thing I've ever said, like Andy Dalton compared to Derek Carr. And basically, do you think Derek Carr is $150 million worth more than Andy Dalton? You would say uh, uh, from a, money, a monetary standpoint, you'd go, oh, well, probably not. But you know what's the difference? It's all the difference. All of a sudden, for sure, you get the double-digit wins and you're in the postseason. And you're giving the fans hope. And it's not, it's not much difference. And you might say, well, that's a lot of money, uh, but that's where the, uh, the, you're paying a Derek Carr more than a Jameis Winston or a Andy Dalton is because he might be that difference to get in the postseason and get the double digits. He certainly wins. might de- be the difference in the fourth quarter for comebacks. Right. You know that. Oh, 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 oh uh, you brought that up. You know, I talked about that during the week. <laughs> right. There's no greater fourth quarter comeback since Derek Carr has, has, has we definitely didn't have that last year. Has come in the league. Dalton. No, he's number one. Not Pat Mahomes or anybody. Now you might say, well, the Raiders are all behind because their defense is so bad. But there's nobody with more fourth quarter comebacks than Derek Carr since he entered the league. Back more with the point after on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. After this, on Saints Radio. Want to take a break and pause for 10 seconds and let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Back into the point after Steve Geller along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, taking your calls on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Want to hear from you, 504-260-1870, black and gold, 26-24, win-a-winners over the Kansas City Chiefs, now 1-0 in preseason play. Hitting the phone line, see Hollywood and Thibodeau, you've been hanging on. What you got for us this post? game hollywood hello bobby hello steve how y'all making out doing good all right hollywood what you got hey bobby thank kansas city for uh throwing that football on third and eight i believe <laughs> all they have to do is run the ball i think the game might be over or they ain't got too much time left is that correct well yeah i mean if andy Reid pulls that off and, and uh no pat mahomes might have not have thrown that he might have maybe extended the play more than you worried about the lineman being downfield uh, before he flips the screen 
uh, play. But, no, if that would happen in a regular season game, though, uh, Andy Reid and the quarterback would get a lot of flack. Uh, th- that's the bottom line. Uh, but, yeah, if, if you think at it in, in theory, now – uh, the Saints both have a couple of kickers, Will Lutz and, uh, and Groupie, that can uh, – but we've seen them make a 55-plus yard field goal. So it, c- it could have come down um, that maybe we hit one big play and we kick a long field goal if, if they would have ran it. But, um, no, that was, I guess, trying to get a first down, putting a nail in the coffin, and it backfired, obviously, with the Saints uh, coming up with interception. And good for uh, – you know, because when when you think about it, uh, that's probably a highlight as highlight could be. Now you want to sack the quarterback, maybe uh, scoop and score, but you look at Phillips. I mean, uh, to come right there uh, with an interception. I mean, that, that's like a defensive lineman's uh, dream come true. And obviously, uh, look, they basically gave us the game. And and I don't care who the kicker is, whether it's Groupie or if it's Will Lutz. It's like you have to be a hundred percent. If it's over forty yards. Maybe not 100%, but you got to be 9 out of 10, over 50, I think. that That's when it gets a little shady. But between 30 and 39 yards, you should never miss. Come on, you're a pro. Uh, you can't afford to miss because how in, important a lot of these games could come down to the wire, Hollywood. Taking a quick break, we're going to get back to your phone calls on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network right after this. Welcome back into the point after a happy, happy Saints Sunday returning for the black and gold to action and a return to winning 26-24 victory over the Kansas City Chiefs preseason game number one in the books. Want to hear from you in the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line 504-260-1870. Everybody lining up to sound off with the Cajun Cannon. Timothy in Laplace is first up right now. What you going on, Timothy? How's it going, Bobby? Good. What you got, man? Uh, you want to talk about the kickers? Yes, sir. I had a question. Uh, so do you think that Blake Groupie is really going to push Lil Will Lutz for the starting position this year? Um, I, I think what's going to happen, Will Lutz is going to kick for the Saints. And Groupie will be kicking for another NFL team. Uh, very similar how uh, we got Will Lutz from the Ravens uh, when all of a sudden John Harbaugh called Sean Payton and said, man, I think this, this Will Lutz kid could kick. And they had the best kicker in the league and Justin Tucker. So you can't keep everybody. So I can see a scenario right now. Will Lutz has stepped up and he'll be the kicker for the Saints. And I don't know. I don't know how you you really can't stash Groupie away. I mean, right. no. And I, I saw the Denver Broncos struggling in the preseason. Yeah, and, and, and so I, Sean might come a calling uh, for Groupie. No, and like like Steve just said, <laughs> that all of a sudden watch it uh, 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 because you know they communicate one another. If Groupie is in the Broncos kicker, and I tell you what, he's little, but he got a powerful leg and and mile high in that thin air. That, that uh, listen in the thick air. Uh, both him and Lutz, uh, they're kicking uh, 55 plus yard field goals. So, uh, you know, when you talk about, oh, it happened one day in a real NFL game, yes, somebody like in Mile High or somewhere will kick a 70 yard field goal. You, you will see a game in the future, I would say, because how the training and how these kickers are getting stronger and like almost perfectionist and how they train and, and everything, I think within a decade. So, let's say, Steve, um, 
2023, so let's say even uh, 2030. Uh, that's less than a decade that somebody will have kicked a, th- a 70-yard field goal in a game. Who knows? It might end up being groupie going yeah, up to no, Denver. No, yeah, yeah. It's, it really is amazing when you look at this guy's stature that he is able to generate the proper power His to get these whip. kicks. Yeah, uh, what, it, I don't know how he – I'd have to talk to Morton Anderson, I guess, about how he does that. Yeah, his form, uh, his leg whip. Uh, no, he, he makes um, Jake Hayner look like a giant. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm kind of being sarcastic there, but as far as even weight-wise, but no, uh, he got power. It's all about – Hey, that strength in your leg and going from Arkansas State to Notre Dame, there's a reason why he had that opportunity. Another quick timeout on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We'll be back with more of your phone calls after this. Stay tuned. Back here on The Point After, before we dip back into the phone calls, want to do our Diamond in the Rough performance of the game. That's presented by Friend and Company. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Zaybear, who's your Diamond in the Rough for today's preseason game? Well, uh, again... I want to go because uh, what did he do against the Chargers and uh, look at next uh, preseason game, how to contribute in all phases, defense and special teams. Uh, they're 43 and 42. Well, I'm going to go with 43, Ryan Connolly, uh, the 6'2", 235-pound linebacker from Wisconsin going into his fourth season. He led the team in tackles uh, with four combined, two unassisted, had a pass defended, also had a special team uh, tackle. An honorable mention, I'm not going to give Zach Bond honorable mention. We already know about uh, Zach Bond. These are truly diamonds in the rough, not necessarily uh, household names. Like Ty Summers and Ryan Cannelly is not fan recognition as as, as far as uh, them compared to Zach Bond. But they're all competing to get on the field. So honorable mention, I'm going Ryan Connolly, obviously the diamond in the rough, honorable mention. I'm going to go with Ty Summers. He's 6'1", 240, going to his fifth year out of TCU, uh, so Ryan Connolly, he's one of those players, like I said, I think had success with the Giants as a rookie. It's kind of been off the radar. But, so it's not their first preseason game or four-game experience. They understand uh, playing at the NFL level as far as the speed. So the diamond in the rough, uh, Ryan Connolly, uh, Connolly, number 43. And the diamond in the rough performance of the game presented again by Friends and Company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. We're going to go back to the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Want to hear from you, 504-260-1870. Debbie in Ocean Springs, what you got for us today? Hey, Bobby. Hey, Steve. How you doing, Debbie? Hey, Debbie, what you got? Hey, um, I used to be Debbie on the West Bank, but now I moved back home to Mississippi in Ocean Springs. Just want to say, hey, Bobby. I used to call you all the time. Okay. Yeah, thanks for calling. But here- it's more like a comment more than a question. Um, I think that Derek Carr is really a good fit um, for the Saints because we a leader is needed, um, yes. just like Bobby was a leader and Drew Brees was a leader, and the team responds to a leader. Um, they're going to honestly play better, I think. They're going to respond to that, and – I just think that he's a good fit for the Saints. That was just well, my yeah, comment. No, that's a great comment, Debbie. Uh, that's a good observation. Uh, I think very similar to this one text are also, like you, Debbie, 5147. The most impressive aspect of Carr's performance today for me was his mobility. Yes, he's not panicking. It's not, you know, when you say someone's mobile, you know what? A lot of times you want to be mobile to extend the play so you can get it in the playmaker's hands. It's not all of a sudden being mobile just to take off and run. Now, if you do that now and then, that's okay. 
But uh, that's what uh, 5147, like Debbie, uh, most impressive aspect for Derek Carr's performance, his mobility, is able to recognize his progressions when you're going through your reads as far as the route, uh, the rhythm of his play calling. It looks like uh, it wasn't a cluster, you know what, how they break the huddle and all that. Uh, and, of course, his leadership. Yes, I think they do respond to that. Uh, and he's a kind of reminiscent of number nine, uh, Drew Brees. Uh, not saying that he's Drew Brees. Uh, I'm not going to say this other thing, but compared to, um, I, guess I could say it, uh, compared to the garbage we had uh, been seeing, it's refreshing. I don't know if it'd be garbage, maybe not up to par. Uh, but, yeah, it, it is a little different. There's different tiers of quarterbacks. There are, like, truly franchise quarterbacks, and whether you're going old school, new school, whether it's 2018, so there's 32, there's never been, like, 12 franchise quarterbacks. There's always, like, uh, this is all through the years because it's, it's just so many franchise quarterbacks. Now, I'm not talking about starters. I'm talking about franchise where it's a handful plus which I think uh, Derek Carr is somewhere uh, that 9, 10, 11, 12 range uh, out of the 32. So he would be not necessarily with the Pat Mahomes and all the world, Joe Burrow, but in that next tier. Uh, like, uh, I, I think Derek Carr can hang with Dak Prescott and all them, uh, or anybody like Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think he's right there uh, with that type of quarterback right now. And then you always have Steve, I tell you this all the time, and uh, Charlie knows this. Uh, 10 to 12 teams that they have a quarterback, but it doesn't matter that, you know, we got to go with this guy because we don't have nobody. They still, they're looking for somebody in the future. So I don't think the Saints wouldn't invest $150 million. I can tell you, Derek Carr, they didn't think he was the answer. I think he is the answer to make them relevant. Now, is that enough to win anything? I don't know. But to make the Saints relevant, I'd say for sure. Uh, the Saints are going to be in the hunt. Like I said, I'd be extremely disappointed if they don't win double digits. I know it's one preseason game, uh, but I think Derek Carr is the right quarterback to lead him uh, to success. Taking a break here on First Take on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're getting back to all of our fan phone calls here on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. Coming back with more after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Back here on the point after victory for the black and gold. Saints get a 26-24 win over the Kansas City Chiefs. 1-0 to open the preseason. Hitting the Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line for all you hoodats. We got Jake and Opelousas wanting to talk about the offense. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing good, Bobby. And seeing first, Bobby. Whoever said that the Saints fans aren't loyal, that's a tit dude in my opinion right there, Jack. Yeah, they're hard-headed. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could be a little yeah. hard-headed. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, that series that Derek Carr pulled in the in the first part of the game is living proof right there that the Saints made the right decision in signing him. I see a bright future with him as our quarterback, and that was proof right there. I mean, to do that against the defending world champions? Come on! Yeah, now, you know, the Chiefs always, they've done this under Andy Reid since he came on board, that uh, he plays uh, the first unit offense and defense uh, to start uh, that first preseason game. Not every team does that, but Andy Reid does that, and that's what the Chiefs. And so, you know, uh, you look, I remember the very first play, I was like, look, Chris Olave, come on, you got to catch that ball, and he dropped the pass. Uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, the offense is still rolling. Uh, you see Kamara, plus 12, Kamara plus four. Uh, then I think he had a minus two in there. But then like Carr to Jawan Johnson. I think uh, Jawan Johnson is going to be that player uh, that we're going to talk about. Like I'd say, uh, does everybody have their fantasy draft yet, Charlie and Steve? Is that all? Uh, some folks have already had drafts. Uh, I'm in one, honestly, that waits until the okay. end of the preseason. Okay, I, I, would, I would tell you, uh, get Jawan Johnson. <laughs> uh, I, I just think he's going to build upon uh, what he did last year. Uh, you know, unless you truly follow the NFL, a lot of people wouldn't guess uh, necessarily that uh, he was third in the NFL as far as touchdown passes behind Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs and George uh, with 12 and George Kittle with the 49ers had 11. He had seven. So you look uh, um, and, and um, Derek Carr is looking for him. Juwan Johnson, uh, his very first completion, that was plus 18 to Juwan Johnson, third and eight. He's looking for Juwan Johnson. Uh, that was a plus 11-yard gain. And then we had the 22-yard line uh, around there getting into the red zone. Uh, Carr hits Michael Thomas, uh, you know, uh, plus 16. And then you got uh, Alvin Kamara, plus 17. So you can see him spreading the ball around. And then on the four-yard line, all of a sudden he hits Keith Kirkwood for that four-yard touchdown. So, no, it, it looked like uh, that Derek Carr's been here a long time uh, spreading the ball around to all those different receivers that are household names. And even Keith Kirkwood coming back and, and his uh, and his production, what we've seen in camp, to him to actually do it in a game. Charlie Long, loving the bumper music, feeling the vibe. We'll be Played back it, with man. more on the Community Coffee. Saints Radio Network on the point after, after this. Back here on the point after and hitting the fans talk line. Want to get to Big Nasty on line five. What you got for us all the way in Bunky Big Nasty? I just want to say... It's been seven months that I've been waiting to hear y'all on the pregame and postgame show, so that is awesome. I'm so glad this time has came. <laughs> Appreciate you. We are so glad to. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to talk about Derek Carr's first, uh, you know, first and only drive. 
to me, it was like a breath of fresh air. It seems like this offense isn't limited anymore. We can move the pocket. We can throw at different angles. I mean, I, I don't want to sound premature, but that offense looked like it was rolling against their other first team on that first drive, and it, it was refreshing to watch. Yeah, now uh, the, what they got to do is, uh, it says you get off to a, 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 such a great start that you build upon this. Uh, when they're going to go to uh, Los Angeles, you're going to practice against the Chargers. Uh, the most meaningful practice uh, since the game, I think it's on Sunday, next Sunday, right. is, is, is going to be um, that Thursday. You know, I think they're traveling to L.A. on the Wednesday. Right, exactly. And the Thursday and the Friday, but way more on that Thursday. It's like how you competing and the best against the best. It's like they don't even have a game on Sunday. Now, Friday is closer to the game. You do a little less. but So if you're out in L.A., part of Huda Nation, and you can get to that Thursday practice, uh, that, that's going to be the most competition. And hopefully that what Derek Carr did, uh, because you're going against, again, uh, again uh, a different opponent, that you're able to have uh, sustained drives. And not only in the game, but do it in practice. So I think this helps their confidence doing this against the Chiefs. And, uh, look, the, the, the bottom line, he couldn't have had a greater start. Uh, a better start when I look at, really, uh, both uh, Derek Carr and Jameis Winston. Uh, Derek Carr uh, had a quarterback rating of 140.6. Uh, and, and then uh, Jameis Winston basically 122. So if you're very efficient. Only uh, four ball, four balls hit the ground. So we think about out of, out of 21 passes, uh, they completed 17. So uh, they knew where their outlets were at, uh, the extended plays, whatever. Uh, now, Jameis did get sacked three times. So uh, Derek was able to avoid those sacks more. But, uh, no, uh, we have a lot of experience. I'm not worried about the quarterback position. When you got Derek Carr, you got uh, J- Jameis. Uh, Winston, and you got uh, Jake Hayner, and then you throw in uh, Taysom Hill. Uh, No, uh, we're very secure, I think, in in that quarterback room. I don't think any other team has four quarterbacks like uh, the Saints do. They might have three, but they don't have four. Take need to pause 10 seconds right here for stations to identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. All right, Houdat, another hour to sound off. You know, the only thing better than a victory on Sunday is enjoying it. Victory Monday. Want to hear all your takes right now. Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line 504-260-1870. Shout it out here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Back here on The Point after checking out some of social media, Bobby, and seeing Blake Groupie. The guy that kicked the game-winning field goal for the Saints had a bit of a rough go getting with the Superdome today. He tweets, step one, get questioned walking onto the field pregame for not having credentials. Step two, I had a game winner. Step three, I get stopped by security thinking I was a fan when trying to walk out the player exit. Stay humble, thankful, great team win, Saints, who that? Well, it's because he's little. I mean, uh, you know, if you if you saw Groupie on this five street, seven hundred fifty seven pounds, he's listed as, uh, and that's soaking wet. <laughs> that's soaking uh, wet. So, uh, I mean, listen, his leg is amazing. I'm telling you, he's an NFL kicker. But if you saw him on the street and you didn't recognize his face, you if, let's say if a Groupie goes to a bar and he says like, "Yeah, man, I I made the game winning kick for the Saints." Let me see your ID, sir. Yeah, yeah like uh, yeah, exactly, son. Exactly. Let me see your ID, son. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, right. <laughs> Or, uh, you know, like, oh, you'd have to really know. Uh, but, but let's say 
like, I don't know, he, he drove to Baton Rouge and went out to a bar. Because maybe in New Orleans he'd be recognized because uh, Blake Groupie. But let's say you're in Baton Rouge and you just drive to Biloxi. Yeah, you know, I, I just made the, the winning kick for the Saints against the Chiefs. They go, yeah, right, dude. Uh, they'd be like, no, that that's me. That's you have me. to be over 18 years old to be in here. Please yeah, yeah, yeah. please it, let me see your ID. Exactly. But, no, he was outstanding. You know where else was outstanding on uh, special teams? If you look at our uh, return game, uh, that's why we had a big advantage over the Chiefs. And these are two explosive players. One of them is our LSU home, uh, John Trey Kirkland. You know, he's, he's now going in uh, his second year from Lutcher. Uh, Back in uh, the boot. Yep. If you look at it, let me tell you. He had uh, three kickoff returns, but he had one for 27 yards. That would be amongst the best when the NFL is all said and done. You know, with the new kickoff rules and all, we're going to talk about that during the week uh, when they go out to L.A. against the Chargers. But to have a 27-yard kickoff, that's pretty impressive because you want to be like definitely 25 or more. And then you look at uh, Bowden, Lynn Bowden Jr. from Kentucky, you know, going his third NFL year. Uh, he averaged 15 yards of punt return. He had a long punt return of 22 yards. Uh, 15. You average 15 yards. Uh, you're a Pro Bowl, uh, not all Pro punt returner. Now, can you do that? But it just says you have an opportunity to be explosive. And both Lynn Bowden Jr. and John Trey Kirkland uh, did this game against the Chiefs. Coming back with more on the point after with on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Taking a quick break here on the Saints. Radio Network rolling along here on the point after on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Saints 26, Kansas City Chiefs 24, preseason game number one in the books and a victory. Looking forward makes Mondays a whole lot better when you got some bragging to do, even though it is the preseason. Nice to start off things with the victory. Looking at the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. Well, I want to get back world champs. to our wonderful callers on hold. I see. Michael in New Orleans talking about Jameis Winston. What do you want to say, James, uh, Michael? Well, Bobby made my point for me. I was going to talk about how well Jameis looked, but Bobby a few minutes ago said that. Uh, it, I'm sorry. First, let me see. How you doing, Steve? How you doing, Bobby? All right. Doing that. awesome. No yeah. problem, Michael. Yeah, this is one of uh, Jameis Winston's uh, best games since he's been a Saint, whether you count it. Come on, you go 11 of 13, uh, whether it's preseason or regular season. Uh, uh, but uh, to say that Jameis Winston is part of the Saints' future, he's the future for this season, uh, to, you know, to bring stability to back up uh, Derek Carr. But uh, I, I would say just what we've witnessed in practice, and I think now Hayner, no, so the fans, we look at it, well, Jameis Winston is a lot better than Jake Hayner, but you have to look at, okay, what are you willing to pay a player and all that? So I would say that... In the future, Jameis Winston is the NFL quarterback, but not necessarily would be a Saints quarterback. I'm talking about 2024. I mean, there's nothing against nobody. It's just Jameis Winston was outstanding today, and, and Derek Carr was. But, you know, I got a text here that uh, there's nine-day difference between uh, Andy Dalton and Derek Carr. Yes, there is, and there's a nine-day difference between uh, Jameis Winston and, and uh, Derek Carr. So uh, it's both night and day. They're both not on Derek Carr's level. Now, whether you want to say that uh, Jameis is better than Andy Dalton, like who's your backup, that's Carolina's backup, the Saints' backup is uh, Jameis Winston. All I know last year in training camp, uh, Jameis Winston did not beat out Andy Dalton. If you grade every practice and what occurred, 
And I don't know. You think you know more than me? I played NFL quarterback. I, I don't think you did. Uh, so uh, you better slow your roll on that one. And, and I'm being objective. Mike Cannon said, slow that roll. Yeah, come on. Uh, we'll be back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network here on The Point after taking a break. See you soon after this. I can hear this blaring in the Superdome. A Saints 26 City Chiefs season game number one. Now it all wasn't puppy dogs and rainbows in this game. Uh, Bobby, rookie running back Hendry Miller, exited the game uh, in the third quarter with an injury. Does Did have a knee sprain, Coach Dennis Allen said. And then uh, reporter Nick Underhill for NewOrleansFootball.com tweeting out that initial belief is that Miller avoided a major injury. Whew, good thing, but we'll know more and sure after further testing per his source. So uh, hopefully that is the case because we know he was just coming back from any injury he suffered in the college football playoff. Yeah, so it's like which knee? Is right, he, that one we don't it, know it's the it same the one same or not. same knee or not. So uh, listen, even before this occurred, uh, we were still in the market to add another running back, you know, whether that be uh, Kareem Hunt uh, or whoever. I just don't think what we're trying to do, that would be more like Ezekiel Elliott or Leonard Fournette type, um, more like uh, Kareem Hunt, because even, you know, not having Alvin Kamara available for the first three games, I mean, it'd be along uh, more along those lines. So I, I, I don't know, but I think this has to be addressed because you still had two games uh, to play, and... You know, you have to have bodies, right? Uh, you know, to take the snaps. Well, now I'm sure with the team having a day off tomorrow, they're going to be working out plenty of running backs yeah, in the and, facility. And, and, and it's a great opportunity. Uh, and I, I thought he would get a number of snaps, and he will against the Chargers and uh, the Texans. That being uh, Ellis Merriweather, uh, the rookie running back out of UMass. Uh, you know, he ended up catching that touchdown at the end. So uh, I, I could see this being a great opportunity for him. Now, he had nine carries. Now, he only averaged 2.7 yards a carry at a long gain of five. You, like I said, you like to be more uh, like Alvin Kamara, like you know, any running back. You, you definitely want to be over four yards or four and a half, and uh, Kamara ended up being, uh, you know, 4.7 uh, yards. But, like, uh, look at uh, Miller. Uh, before he got hurt, mm, he had four carries for five yards. So uh, nothing to write home about. Now, he just needs to get uh, come back from his knee injury, because uh, we've seen the flashes of him in training camp and practice. You could see why uh, the Saints drafted him uh, where he did get drafted and that if he is healthy, I think he will contribute uh, along with Jamal Williams and Alvin Kamara if you look at like that three-headed monster that they would utilize. Looking at Looking at the preseason action game in action right now, Las Vegas Raiders, Bobby, a 24-7 lead, 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter over the San Francisco 49ers. Hmm, San Fran could be in the market looking for a kicker. I'm seeing Jake Moody for them, 0 for 2 today. So uh, they might be someone that be picking up the phone interested in someone like uh, Blake Rupee. Yeah, yeah, there's never, um, again, 32 solid kickers. There's always uh, not as much as quarterbacks, but I'd say a handful of teams. They're always changing kickers, and uh, you don't want that instability. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Groupie. I think Will Lutz has caught his attention, and he's been outstanding. Uh, but you look, uh, like you mentioned earlier, the Broncos situation. Right. You look at the 49ers. So, uh, uh, no, that, they, that's wide open, and – 
if, if you're a pro, you have to be automatic. If you're kicking 30, 39, and then basically almost automatic up to 50 yards, and, and then it changes a little bit as far as uh, the percentage and the accuracy. Want to hear from you, Oak and Hard Jewelers Talking Sex Line, 504-260-1870. Coming to you on the Community Coffee Saints radio network after this. Roll out a win for the Saints, 26-24 over the Chiefs preseason game number one. But there's always something maybe that be bugging you after a win, even though, you know, everything's not perfect. Cajun Cannon, what's bugging you about today's game? Brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. Well, uh, I guess this would bug Dennis Allen uh, or the defensive staff or the defensive uh, meeting room. Uh, the Chiefs were up now at this point. Uh, it was like the fourth quarter, 21 to 17. And, you know, you always want to get uh, teams to third and long yardage. Uh, I was like, man, okay, we're in good shape. Uh, third and 12. Uh, they were able to convert. I thought Smoke Monday, that one ball looked like he was going for the hit. He should have focused on the ball. I think he could have had a pass defended, if not maybe intercepted. Uh, but that was a third and 12 they uh, converted. Then they convert uh, like a third and 13. Meh. And then a third and 10, you know, as the quarterback uh, 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 scrambled. And then uh, we finally stopped him uh, with Ugo. It was a third and four, Ugo uh, Amade. Uh, I got to give him, I guess, honorable mention, too. He's been a player that we've always talked about uh, during camp. He ended up with interception, couple of pass defended, and attack on special teams. That is Agent Zero. Uh, I think that's guy. that's a guy that's always showed up and we've acknowledged, and you can't miss it because he is zero. And, uh, you know, the fifth-year veteran out of Oregon, played for the Oregon Ducks. Uh, and he's kind of hybrid, you know, safety corner, however you're going to describe him. But, uh, yeah, that's one thing uh, that they should never, uh, the percentages. You know, you always want to uh, be, and we were outstanding uh, when you look at what we did on uh, third-down defense. Uh, th- that's what you really want to do and that we were able to do uh, they were only 38%. Yeah. And then there being a 5 or 13, what three of those five was like third and 12, third and 13, third and 10. So and none of them on me. penalties either were converted, right? Right. So that's what I mean. Steve, they, they, they realistically, we should have stopped them because they're down in distance and maybe only two first downs. Now, that would be a really a dominant defensive performance uh, when you're um, holding – Let's say an opponent, like, oh, they converted 50% on third down. But that's still outstanding. It was in the 30s. They ended up being 5 or 13. And like you mentioned, too, Bobby, this was late in the game. So, obviously, you had third and fourth stringers in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah no so, excuse, but I'm just no, saying. No, no, it's still a scheme, though. It's sure. a scheme and responsibility. And then the coaches go look at film and they break it down. Uh, who's responsible uh, for, for what? Uh, you know, you have players that might – be on the back end of the roster and have to provide depth and, and be in a game uh, that they might have to come up with plays in those type uh, scenarios. But, yeah, that's nothing to write home about because uh, that would be a case in point uh, that any time you double-digit, if your defense is kind of where they're, uh, where they're solved and top 10 for sure, if not top 5, you got to st- stop them uh, when it's third and double digits. And, um, and obviously that was not the case. But uh, the one thing – that uh, was outstanding when we talk about uh, third down. You know, one thing they did, the first four times the Chiefs had the ball. Mahomes went four and out because they went for it on fourth down. 
and then back to back three and outs uh, with, with Gabbert. Hello. So that, that was that's three. So that's uh, three straight possess- possessions. Uh, I count Mahomes. That's like three and out. You go for it and four, you don't make it. Right. But that's three and out, three and out, three and out. So, so you had like feast or famine. A great start, like you said. That's the guys you're counting on the ones. But at the beginning of that fourth quarter, yeah, you can't give up uh, third downs when they got double digit to go. Can we also count the turnover on downs as a takeaway? Uh, yeah, no, no, because a field Number position. Plus two. Yeah, uh, no, Steve, that's a great point uh, because that is like a turnover because uh, considering the field position and uh, where you're at, uh, okay, uh, you stop them, then you have the momentum, you're already up uh, 17, I mean, 7-0, uh, to zero, and then uh, because they are going for it on fourth down and they try and quick snap you and trick you and it doesn't work, so uh, therefore, you got great p- uh, field position, and Jameis Winston only Pow. had to go four plays, forty-eight yards, and now you're up fourteen uh, to zero, and that's when he hit At Perry for plus fourteen and then plus twenty-nine yard touchdown. So no, when you don't make it, that is magnified. That uh, maybe we should have punted or, or run a different play. Obviously, I love that we ended on a positive note for the "What's Bugging You" se- segment. <laughs> about today's game brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. Now going to get the back to all our great Houdats on the line waiting. Uh, seeing James in Nola, you've been hanging on for a while. What's going on today, James? Hey, this is a uh, great choice uh, half with the guys that started. So let's talk about what's moving forward. I, I think uh, you know, this game is injuries are in Hey, 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 James, could you call back? Sound like you're in a wind tunnel or something. Yeah, that was horrible. I don't know if he was underwater, wind tunnel, something. It yeah, definitely no, no. sounded terrible. Now he said he, he was. He wants to break down beyond, uh, I guess, the first two quarters. But but call back, James. We'll put you on. Yeah, Charlie's on the line with him right now, trying to communicate with him. Oh, he's good to go. We got James back on a solid line. What's going on, James? Okay. There so, we go. Uh, now we can hear you. Can hear me. Yeah, so injury, injuries are in, inevitable. So the offensive line uh, during the second half still was felt like they were running into a brick wall. Bobby, I know you don't like you. You, you rather Kareem Hunt than um, Fortnay or Fortnay, however you pronounce his name. But a lot, a lot like Landon Fortnay. Yeah, I mean it's a different yeah, type yeah. back. Yeah, well, but but see the thing is, unless we get the line fixed, this kid at least he breaks tackles. You know, um, he breaks tackles. He can catch the ball. Um, he, he's a he's a guy from this area, so I'm assuming that you know, if you want to include the ticket thing, that that'd be a plus. And he don't come with the same baggage Kareem Hunt does. You know, given the fact that AK has his stuff going on, he kind of slid out of it. You know, three game suspension is is uh, you know pretty mild for what it could have been. Uh, Kareem Hunt, he's you know he, he's got. He's got some baggage. I mean, so I'd rather have the guy from this area. Plus, you remember the other day was a couple of months ago when a guy from ESPN, another Sainog, uh, I didn't go to Sainog, but the other guy from Sainog from ESPN, he, he called his name out. One, he asked you, you Stan guys, Verrett. you know, yeah, him. So you, you would think he wants to play here because I don't think he would have just put put his name out there. Uh, just because, so I think he'd be a, a more valuable asset than Kareem Hunt. Plus, he played us anyway. You know, he's 
you know, well, he just left the Vikings. He wants the highest bidder. Not that Fournette doesn't want the highest bidder, but, you know, I don't even know if we even talk to him. The other thing is the offensive line. I'm just hopeful. I'm just hopeful that the guys that we got at backup, Landon Young, I never saw him as a left tackle or right tackle. I see him if if he makes the team on my team. If I was the coach, he'd be inside as a guard. Uh, and and I think right now he would be the backup left tackle. That's crazy. That's crazy for him to be the backup left tackle. He can't even play left tackle. I mean, that's you know he could play it, but he, he wouldn't be. He he'd be he'd be like you know third third string at that. I think his best ta- his best position is inside. Uh, we still we we got no push during the second half on the defensive line. I look at Foskey; he looks to me more like a a three four outside linebacker with no with no moves. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying he's a bust, but you gonna have to scheme him to get him uh, to the quarterback. He ain't beating nobody. Uh, James, you talk good. about like on the line uh, whether you're a starter or you're a backup. That uh, I think overall, Doug Marone and all they're not please how we run block uh, simply because we had 28 rushing attempts. Uh, we only averaged 3.3 yards a run. Uh, now, Alvin Kamara had three carries, but he averaged 4.7. So uh, whenever I'm looking at Jamal Williams and Merriweather, uh, you know, Jamal Williams had three yards, Merriweather 2.7. So, then, you know, not even looking at uh, the quarterback runs and even uh, Miller before he got hurt. He had four carries, 1.3 yards. No, we're not. Uh, just mauling people, people on the offensive line. So, uh, yeah, no, that's still going to be a concern when we're trying to control the tempo. And and I always say uh, you don't want to always have to trick a team when it's, you know, third and one or you're on the goal line. And so what if they know we're running? We're still going to be able to run the ball and not always have to, like, outflank them but just beat them man-to-man. Uh, so that's something we'll have to wait and see if that occurs, James, because right now I kind of agree with you with that as far as, Dolphins of line uh, winning up front um, at, at times. Uh, then, you know, the most important is going to be also uh, to protect Derek Carr or whoever, whatever quarterback, still the pass protection that all comes about. You look at uh, Jameson, even though he was very efficient, 11 of 13, he still got sacked three times. And you have to look at, okay, how did the sacks break down? Um, uh, and a lot of times it's not that he's holding on the ball too long. It's just that uh, they got whooped up front. So that's always going to be uh, evaluated. And uh, like A.T. Perry, he's being being evaluated. He might be a late bloomer. I don't know, like Marcus Colston. Uh, when Colston first came to the Saints, uh, not the best of OTAs in minicamp, but you could see him growing in uh, training camp, and he was outstanding. Well, A.T. Perry, I think he needs to build upon this. Six targets, six catches. And uh, where he's gotten better in our training camp, he always he doesn't always utilize his size. And I think uh, that he definitely got off to a slow start considering when we drafted him in the OTA, OTAs in minicamp. But where he's at right now in training camp in this particular game, you got to give A.T. Perry a, a lot of credit. He's, he stepped up and he got it done. Because you can't do any better than uh, six targets, six catches. And a TD. Yeah, and a touchdown, right. A significant touchdown, a 29-yarder. Looking at the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, we got Mike Uptown. Wanted to talk about the linebackers. How's it going, Mike? All right. Uh, thanks, Steve, for taking my call. Bobby, how you doing? All right. Uh, I, wanted to mention, I wanted to mention that today's game, Summers look good, Sue look good, Bond look good. We just picked up Jalen Smith. We got 10 linebackers. I didn't even mention DeMarco Jackson. 
Ryan Connolly, Anthony Orgy. We may be overloaded with linebackers, and at one time we, we thought that that was going to be a weakness for us. Uh, I just want to listen to what you guys have to yeah, say about well, that. Yeah, well, the thing is, it, it, it could be a position of strength uh, depending who they are. You can have a bunch of linebackers who are not going to make NFL teams. They might make the SF, XFL, USFL, whatever, but uh, they're trying to be a consistent NFL linebacker uh, you know, that I'm, I'm not just only going into my fourth, fifth year, but uh, they like what I'm doing. Like, look, Andrew Dow had finally established himself in a Saints uniform because uh, he was a significant backup, but how he contributed on special teams, then he gets hurt. You almost got to go in the back of the line now. So as far as, uh, no, that's where the competition comes in with all the linebackers, that the cream's going to rise to the top, and whoever wins that job, uh, that's who the Saints end up keeping. That's why, look at... When all said and done, look at all the linebackers and how did they contribute on special teams as far as tackles. Like you look at uh, Connolly had a tackle. Uh, Ty Summers had a tackle. Uh, DeMarco uh, Jackson had a tackle. You look, uh, Amadi had a tackle on special teams. Nephi Sue had two tackles. Uh, Look at Tulane uh, Anderson, Nick Anderson. He had like an assist. Uh, but it means he still got in a tackle uh, with uh, – uh, who did he get? He got an assist with – is either with Orgy or Howden, one of them. He ended up getting a, an assist with. But, no, that you have to look at. And the coaches look at all that. Okay, if they're providing depth for us. How are they going to contribute at a high level on special teams to help out JT Gray? Who that want to hear from Saints quarterback Derek Carr? We'll do that when we get back after the break here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cruising along, let's hear from Saints QB uh, number one. That's Derek Carr. That interview is brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Uh, it felt good. Um, felt efficient. It was nice to get a couple situations in there and get third down, you know. Um, you know, get some red zone um, and all that stuff because I don't, again they don't tell us like how much we're going to play and all that so to get a couple situations in there and then you know throughout the game to talk you know talk talk through things with Pete and certain situations and things like that in a game time scenario um, it was good it was a lot of fun um, love love being on this side of things in the dome uh, I can get used to I can get used to this place it's a lot of fun. Derek, about half the starting quarterbacks in the league haven't played the season. Why did you like it? And obviously to have it go as well as it did, how, how much does that validate playing today? Well, when I woke up this morning, everything was new to me. You know, where's pregame meal? Um, where do, <laughs> you know, I followed Eric McCoy in. I was like, bro, I don't know where to go to park. Like, well, you, can I follow you? You know, and, uh, you know, as soon as I got in here, you know, Reg was showing me everything, like everything there is in the locker room. I was like, all right, where, you know, where's the shower? You know, where's, where's the snacks? You know, like all that stuff. So I was... You know, everything was new. So for me to get out there, more importantly, and play football, you know, in the stadium, um, this time when it wasn't loud, um, and we can operate and do those kind of things, um, it was important to me to do that many years I played in the NFL, to do it with a new group, all new receivers, um, you know, and, and for everyone to be in there and playing, um, I think is a mark of this team that we just, any chance we can get to go out there and coach will let us, you know, we just want to compete and play. Derek, I know when we ask about wide receivers, we often ask about Michael Thomas, yeah. Solave, but what have you seen from Keith Kirkwood over the course of the offseason? So Keith Kirkwood was someone, you know, at, you know, we had three lifting groups and we would always lift at that 6.30 group. And at 6 a.m. I'd be like, you know, whoever wants to meet me there, you know, I'll be there at 6 a.m. to, you know, throw these new routes and these kind of things. And Keith was there every single time. And, uh, 
you know, after practice, I always run run extra. Keith, as you guys see, he's always right there next to me, running extra with me. And if if we don't see each other, we make sure that we check in. Did you do it? You know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, I think that it's his hard work and his determination. He's a he's a veteran player. You know, he understands what it takes. Um, and I'm I'm just really proud of him. Uh, you know, to be able to get you know a touchdown and you know. Uh, I know it's a preseason game, but they still they still all feel good. There was something you think you could have done better than that. Um, well, you know we had a we had a false start, um, and I look at that and I always I always put false starts on myself. Was there something in the communication process that I didn't do right? Um, you know, everyone wants to look at the at the jersey number that they put it on, but you know I have a lot to do with that too. So I, I got to look at that, and you know I'll always try and put those on me. Um, you know, because I'm always trying to deflect from those guys as much as I can because. Again, if there's a way that I can help us be better, um, that's all I'm looking to do. And so um, I'll, I'll check in with those guys, especially after we watch it, um, you know, especially with what kind of play it was and what we were trying to do. You know, is there something there that I could have done better to help them out? Derek, can you tell how well the offensive line, the starting offensive line, is, is joining together in a, in a training camp setting when it's, you know, there's no momentum and they're not even at that time? Did this match how you felt those five guys were, were feeling? Yeah, you know when when the practices when you know when we have those five guys out there in practice all all together, you know sometimes you know some guys are limited and things like that, um, but when they're all five out there, it's like wow, you know, you know this is a this is pretty pretty impressive, man. You know I, that's the first thing I told him when we came off field. I was like, I got to go through reads and you know make decisions and play quarterback. I appreciate it, fellas. You know, because um, those guys, man, they they did a great job on that. It's one drive, but. It's okay to get excited about it. It's professional football, you know, and I, I think those guys are really good players. And, uh, you know, we'll watch the film, and there's going to be things that they'll want to fix and that I'll want to fix. But it, just playing the game and being able to see things and all that, it, I thought they did a great, uh, a great job. And we have talked to you. I think it was to me, I guess. Yeah, and I hopefully, you know, our, our skill guys just continue to understand, like, one guy may have ten catches in a game, and you, you may have two. And that may happen for two weeks, and then boom, you're going to have 12. You know, it, it just, you know, we, we have to be able to play that way and play selflessly, you know. Um, and I believe that we have a group that will do that, um, you know, because boom, everybody's catching the ball. Bam, bam, bam. You know, first place for Chris. Then we go to AK. Then we, you know, find Juwan. Then we find Mike. Then we, you know, everyone's touching it. And then all of a sudden, Keith gets a touchdown, you know. And so everyone did the, the cardio, and Keith got the reward, you know. And, you know, Hopefully, our guys understand that you know that's that's just how we're going to have to play if we want to do the things that we want to do. Um, uh, I was very excited. Um, no, no anxiety. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, I've been doing this like a decade. You know, like that's when I look in the mirror sometimes and I see the gray hairs. It does feel like a decade, but like it doesn't feel like it goes so fast. But the nerves, like just you're not nervous anymore. You just want to go out there and you know execute and play at a high level. And and so I was really excited and. Tell you what, I was really excited when we turned left right here and started coming down. The lights were off. They started playing a little music, and all. I was like, "Oh yeah, now it's time." So that got the that got the juices flowing. But I tried my best. I, I am a, an, an emotional, excited person. I try my best to stay like this so I don't throw the first one, you know, into the stands, you know. Um, but it's hard not getting excited coming out to that intro. Would you um, completions to John Johnson? There was one in Camaro where it looked like you had to handle a little bit of pressure and then identify where to go with the ball. Would you think it's been your first live snaps? Um, is that gratifying in any particular way? 
Yeah, you know, I, I was happy because usually, you know, some teams won't blitz, you know, in the preseason. They won't, or if they do, it's just someone off the slot. Like, it's just easy stuff. And they walked up in there, double A's, a, you know, double mugs another time. You know, they, they gave us different looks all game. And for my drive, it was nice to get someone, man, someone blitzed in the A-gap, I was fired up, you know, because now I get to move and work on my stuff um, in a live scenario. And it was a great pickup. Um, so, yeah, it was satisfying because, you know, those are the realest reps it gets. Like, they can hit me out there, you know. And so for our guys to be able to, you know, with that in their mind, like do their jobs and execute, you know, everyone, most time you can do the physical part, but the mental side to make the right point and make the right calls and pick them up and do all that, everyone did their assignments. Um, you know, for, you know, everyone gets excited about the skill players and the points, but it doesn't happen until we do that part right first. And so I was, I was really proud of that. Uh, Jake Hayner? Oh, I was proud of him. You know, um, uh, when he came off after the interception, I said, you know who else threw a pick in their first preseason game? And he started laughing. And uh, I was like, just keep cutting it loose, man. It's a, it's a long half. You know, we're going to win this thing. And I didn't know we'd win it the way that we did. Um, but uh, I, I was really proud of him. And he's going to be a good player for a long time because uh, he works really hard and he cares. And, uh, and he's good. So uh, I was really proud of him. Um, and the more reps he gets, he'll just keep getting better. That's Saints quarterback Derek Carr's post-game interview brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Coming back to close out first take after the break here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're going to pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. All right, back in the uh, point after flow, the Saints winning 26-24 over the Kansas City Chiefs in preseason game number one. Want to get to our callers hanging on before we buzz on out of here at the top of the hour. Brian in Daytona Beach, Florida. What you got for us, man? Hey, Steve. Hey, Bobby. How are you? Doing great. Good. What you hey, what's I up, was Brian? at uh, practice on Monday. Uh, they practice inside the the facility there, and uh, I was watching Groupie. Uh, I mean, he's a little dude, but he lined up. He lined up balls on the fifty yard line, and he was kicking them through the goal, and it, it was clearing it by easy by ten yards. So that's a, that would would be, would be a seventy yard right. goal. He's got plenty of amazing. I don't know if I've ever seen a guy that little with that kind of leg strength. You know, like Martin Anderson, like the Great Dane. You know, he was a big guy, a big kicker. You don't have to be a big kicker. You know, Will Lutz. Uh, you look at Will Lutz now. Will Will Lutz is not a, a giant, but you look at five uh, eleven, one hundred eighty five. But when you look at him compared to Groupie, uh, he looks a lot of big. But uh, I, I can tell you what he, he's an NFL kicker. Uh, I think we have two NFL kickers right now. Uh, I, I'd, I'd almost say even uh, the, with Blake Gilligan and, and the punter. Uh, I think we got uh, two NFL uh, punters. Uh, when you're looking at um, uh, what's his name? It's like number four. No, what's the, the guy from Australia? Uh, Steve, I'm trying to think of the, the punter right now. Um, anyway, yeah, the punter. Oh, Lou Headley. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lou Headley. Uh, yeah, n- number uh, 39. Sorry, uh, I'm reading at, other stuff here. <laughs> he was at University of Miami and stuff. Now, he's a big punter. You look at him, 6'4", 220. But so was uh, Blake uh, Gillikin. Not that big, but still like 6'2", basically 200 pounds. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm fine, Brian. I think, uh, um, and it, and you don't want it to come down where your kicker doesn't make the kick, or you know the one thing we wrote this down, Steve, that that you brought this up, Brian. Uh, this cannot happen. You remember at the beginning of the game when Gill when when Gillikin, uh shanked a punt. I'm trying to think how how uh, that was. It was it wasn't. 
I might have been in some 20-something yard. I know I wrote in my – oh, yeah, right here. 26-yard uh, or what? 23-yard punt. And, uh, you know, he did that. We were up, uh, you know, 17-0. to But then all of a sudden, because of that uh, 23-yard punt, uh, the Gabbard, it ended up going four plays, 50 yards in a minute, 41 seconds to make it 17-7. to See, those are the kind of things that you can't happen – and, uh, and Blake Gillikin knows that. That happened in the Bengals game last year. Remember when he shanked a punt against the Bengals? And then I want to say when he shanked it, then it was either play or the play after that. that that's when Jamar Chase uh, from Joe Burrow went running up the sideline uh, because of that field position and, and, and really uh, put us where we weren't going to come back in that game. Want to give a big thanks to our team behind the scenes on the Saints Radio Network, executive producers Diane Newman and Kevin Cassidy, Saints sales manager DePaul Smith, assistant producer Ian Hoke, associate producer Scott Colomb, studio producers Charlie Long, Chris Coleman, Cullen Steele, sideline reporter, producer Tyler Miller, plus TV uh, station engineers Danny Miller and Ernie Kane. On behalf of the Saints Radio broadcast team, Mike Haas, Deuce McAllister, and Jeff Nowak and Robert Carroll. Thank you for listening to Saints football. Join us next week when the black and gold will be taken on the Chargers in Los Angeles, 6 o'clock Central on Sunday. Take it away, Cajun Cannon. All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go, Saints! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.